And now for the politically incorrect radio podcast host you've grown to know to love, Andrew Andy Schechter with EA Troop Radio and Eternal Affairs Media. Thank you for tuning in and helping to keep the truth online. <laughs> Good evening, folks, and welcome to Politically Incorrect with your host, Andrew Schechter. This week's topic is the climate joke and reality, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com, also known as EA Truth Media. Your host tonight is myself, Andrew Schechter, author of Dark Water, Game Over, and two-time delegate for Donald Trump to the Republican National Convention. Should you feel led to plant a financial seed in their media ministry, please visit donate.eamedia.online or visit store.eamedia.online. Please help keep the truth online. Resort this microphone here. Let's say our prayer for the evening. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we pray. We pray for the poor. We pray for the weak. We pray for those who don't understand we pray for those who don't understand what's going on in the world and don't see the truth and the reality of all of that is that which is going on. We pray that they see the light and that they come to your great, great glory. Learn of all your glorious accomplishments, what you've done with humanity and push us forward on a positive path as we progress along in these trying times. We pray these things in your heavenly name. Amen. Hi, John, Marilyn, Anna. Hey, there you are, Eric. Getting a few people in here. Donors for June, uh, Sherry, a one-time donor, Sherry, Andy, Dave, Marcy, Lisa, current Truth Premium subscribers, Linda, David, Bruce, Sharla, Gary, H. Sweeney, and Jeff, and patrons, Alicia and Dan. Got a few things to open up with, and while we build up and build up to the main topic tonight, um, kind of funny thing about coincidence there's no such thing as coincidence I've, I've always said that and it's kind of funny because and for those who don't know i took a took a spill down the stairs about i guess two weeks ago week and a half two weeks ago pretty bit pretty nasty spill busted up my shoulder didn't bother to go to the doctor because it had full mo- motion and in the arm I finally went to the doctor today the funny thing was now here's the funny thing today on the phone i you now i work a, I, i'm a call center a person that works on the phone and this lady calls up and we're talking she's oh she's just was in the hospital she had her, her shoulder was broken and something i didn't even ask that she just she just said that i'm like oh my god so i get to the doctor today and it's a new doctor i get a new doctor every week because they keep quitting around here nobody, nobody wants to work in berwick it don't make, doesn't make enough money so i uh, told the guy I said well you know i, I got it i had a fell down i did something really bad to my shoulder and i haven't been back to a doctor or anything with this he is he looks at me he says you gotta be kidding he says i just broke my shoulder he said i'm just getting re- recovered now and he was telling me about these youtube videos to to do from uh you know, physical therapy for it i thought it was pretty cool but he, what what's what are the odds that you know the same time that I've, I've never i mean in all the time years and years i've never run into somebody with a broken shoulder now i get everybody i talk to has got a broken shoulder so there, there's something going on around here something very weird so uh, we we've we've talked about we talked about um, um, yeah, end of a ruling today on the end of a front. Yeah, we got some, we got some rulings coming up, and Eric's pointing out 
Well, we'll wait. We'll wait till next week for that because it'll all be in by then. Eventually, maybe we'll find out about what they're going to do with it. Supreme Court's going to do with the with the um, uh, student loans that we shouldn't be paying back. That that really torques me when when Biden did that. That just absolutely. I don't know. I don't know how bad it pisses you off, but it really pisses me off. You know that people are forced to go to college. You know what they did? They, I got I got to bring that up too before I bring up this, this climate topic. You know, they, they um, we talk about the, the student loans. There's just the thing I was reading about. In the, I think it was in a paper. Yeah, the paper today. So the Pennsylvania is going to is thinking about this. I think actually in the in the in the house going through the house that they want to they want to force every high school senior to fill out the the student loan papers. Why? Because they got an extra hundred million dollars that never was given out for loans. Well, do something else with it. If I had an extra hundred million dollars in my pocket, I'd buy a yacht. You know, I'd buy a, my house in the, the down down in Pompano Beach, Florida, for some for a summer for a winter home. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, you know, they're gonna they're gonna just dump the money, and these kids don't need to go to college. Nine 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 out of ten don't need to even go to college. It's insane, you know. And 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 they just want to they just want to they just want to give this money away to people that are just gonna throw it out. If they want to raise our gas tax, they want to raise all our school taxes. Give it to the public schools. Give that money to the public schools. My God, what's this world come to? All right. We got to talk about some climate change here. A couple of things brought this topic up. Uh, here's one of the best. I'm going to tell you what one of the every, they blame everything on climate change. You know, they even blame the fact Donald Trump lost in 2020 to climate change. I'm pretty sure. Um, so let's see. Beginning to result in student loans being forgiven. Yeah, but Biden's got another plan to get rid of student loans. It's, it's going to be interesting. But we'll see what happens with all that crap. Anyway. Um, that, what have you heard blamed on climate on climate change? And you have to define climate change. You know, what is what is climate change, um, and and what does it what does it really do? You know, is it you know man made? Is it is it you know uh, is it for real? Is it, what what is what is climate change? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna open up before I, I start the the, the in depth part of this topic. I'm gonna open up and say, look, number one. The climate changes all the time, first of all. Number two, we can screw with the climate. And what, what do we do when a butterfly flap, flaps its wings in Pennsylvania? You know, uh, some, uh, uh, I was going to say something that's not, not proper, and I'm not going to do that. So, so you know, some, uh, uh, something happens in California that that, that, that that butterfly caused. So, you know, the, the climate does change. We have to be changing climate because it's, you know, on some scale. But when you look at it, you know, we worry about, we worry about, yeah, we're going to talk about electric cars too. My son, John, is in here. He's talking about, the, uh, you know, the, 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 not, a, not enough good smelling V8s he's talking about. It's kind of crazy. But yeah, the climate change happens due to the seasonal change. Now, it, it's due to more than that. But when you look at it, I want you to think about this. Look at this. Look up at the skies. Anybody that's in the eastern part of the, of the country, northeast in particular, and tell me what you see. And you know, these days you're seeing smoke. I mean, the amount of smoke coming from those 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 far those fires up in uh, Canada. Come on, you, you know, you got Australia burning. You got the number of fires burning. It, it is it makes everything that we do practically insignificant. But it but it does change when we put you know it's carbon dioxide. Other things it does make it change. It really does. So we we've got to say yes. There's a there's a um, there you know we we've made changes and and um, uh, you know and and it and it was and 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 uh, 
you know, we're, we're, we can't we can't deny that we're making changes. We have to take responsibility at some to some level. Certainly, we've been doing that, cleaning up automobile exhausts and and other things, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but they blame everything on this climate change, you know, and very smoky. Yeah, well, I actually smelled the smoke today. John, my son John out and sits in, in a eastern Pennsylvania. He's saying he smelled the smoke. I, I actually I saw the smoke. I actually smelled it. I couldn't. I was going to the doctor and I couldn't see the mountains in the background. It's crazy. All right. So I was thinking about well, my grandson is a great baseball player. So somehow this came. I saw the word baseball. Every time I see baseball, I look at this. I, I always love baseball. Big fan of baseball. So I see this 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 um, article in a science magazine. Now you got it. You the, are you sitting down, folks? You got to be sitting down. Understand me. You got to be sitting down for this. All right. Climate change spikes baseball homers. <laughs> climate change. I you're you heard me right. Climate change spikes baseball homers. <laughs> High temps caused over 500 major league home runs since 2010. So climate climate is causing people to exceed Babe Ruth's home run record. Okay, uh, you know I've heard so many things that they say climate change has caused. Now you know we got some hot temperatures. We got some. I, I think seriously that hi Joanne. Uh, you know. I gotta say, jo Joanne just came on board. Joanne will appreciate this. Joanne, listen closely here. We're talking about climate change. We just started in, and <laughs> the, the headline today in one of the science magazines: "Climate change spikes baseball homers." Yeah, you you, you real heard that right, Joanne. You, you heard that right. High temps caused over 500 major league home runs since 20. Now I think good baseball players caused. 500 home runs. What do you guys think? You think did climate change cause caused 500 home runs since 2010, or do you think that do you think that good baseball players actually got 500 home runs? What do you think? Okay, that's enough to that. All right, all right here's the, here's the, here's the recommendation: shifting day games to night games and adding domes to stadiums could help the teams adjust to rising temperatures. But climate change may soon cause even more dramatic changes to America's pastime, even with those adaptations. So I says, and this guy says, I, you know, baseball seasons are susceptible to snow, storms, wildfires, and floodings. I don't think without substantial change that baseball is going to exist within 30 years. It's a science magazine. Yeah, it's hot. It is. Like I said, we 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 need to look at at climate, but we don't need to get the bullcrap that's going out there that this Joe Biden's coming up with. It's absolutely insane garbage. Now, Imprimus had a. Imprimus uh, doesn't get this. If you go to Hillsdale College uh, online, there's Hillsdale College is great, folks. You can get a free classes, a free class on the um, uh, the founders, a free class on the on the Constitution, and a free, and they're really wonderful. I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't get my certificate for it, but that's okay. Um, for some reason, they don't like to email stuff to me or mail. Anyway, go to Hillsdale College. That's uh, I forget what their email, what their address is. Hillsdale College something dot com. I think it's that. Anyway, they have they have a if you if you sign up with them, they'll give you a free uh, little publication every month or every couple of months. Pretty cool. A lot of good stuff. From a great conservative college uh, as well. And the magazine, the little magazine, is called Imprimus. So we're gonna we're gonna go off of this because they've got a great thing called Thinking Smartly About Climate Change. A guy Bjorn Lomborg, 
from the Copenhagen Consensus Center uh, wrote the article. And um, all right. So, you know, before we get started in the depths of this topic, we got to we got to we got to promote our great sponsor. Uh, so bear with me for a moment, folks, while I remind you that our greatest sponsor of all is. Mike Lindell and his great company, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Yeah, it's still in existence and the pillows still are really great. Hey, John, if you need a, a pillow, MyPillow.com, great price. If you go there, go to go to MyPillow.com. You can receive a great discount using uh, the keyword. Uh, uh, eternal eternal is the promo code or you can uh, 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 go to my 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 store.com slash eternal also and um, they also sell coffee and they sell shoes and bathrobes and all kinds of cool stuff so it's mypillow.com please do support our great sponsors thank you for listening all right now then so yeah my you they're great john you can ask your mom john's asking about the pillows get Anybody that wants you can ask my wife. Now, you ask your mom, John. She will tell you how good the pillow is. She loves that pillow that I gave her. So it's absolutely wonderful pillows. And and, and oh, and the great thing about the my pillows is you throw them when they when they get flat, you throw them in a dryer, chuck them around for about ten, 10 minutes, and they get all puffed up like they're brand new. So really, really worth it. And good price deal. Eternal, John. Eternal is the promo code. So save some money. And so a recent study of. Uh, of our Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development countries, which is all the rich countries in the world, basically. 60% of respondents said they believe the global warming will likely or very likely lead to the end of mankind. I love that. They lead to the end of mankind. I want You got to emphasize this. This group of rich countries says that global warming is going to lead to the extermination of mankind. And um, watching who's coming in here my my screen if you, if you hear me stumble a little my screen for some reason is locking so when comments come in i don't see them they i have to scroll down to look at them so if i miss you it's not me it's this, it's a computer and podbean all right so let me add at the outset that i'm a social that i'm a social scientist focused on the economics of this issue not a scientist this is a scientific dis there is a scientific dispute over the extent to which global warming is man-made I'll not weigh in on that controversy, except they concede that global warming is real. There is global change. We all can agree that global change, global climate is changing. It always changes. So it says, um, the degree of the seriousness is obviously important to address. If it's true, now here's here, I want you to take these, this is a very important paragraph in this, in this. If, if it's true, that mankind is facing imminent destruction. We would do everything in our power to deal with it. If the world will end in 12 years if we don't address climate change, as U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez claimed in 2019, she was then justified in demanding that we should spend whatever it takes to prevent that from happening. And if you think the world is ending, like, you know, like, let's say there's a meteorite coming, you're going to, uh, you're going to try and, and, and stop that. And you're going to push it away. You're going to invest every dime you got and every nation's going to go push for that. So you think the world is ending and climate change is equivalent to a giant meteor hurtling towards earth. Political rhetoric of that sort makes sense. But I think it can easily be demonstrated that climate change, however serious, is not an incoming giant meteor. I love that. Uh, I love that. That is so true. 
UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres and many Western leaders, including the current administration in the U.S., tend toward the end of world point of view. The world is facing a grave climate emergency. Every week brings new climate-related devastation, floods, drought, heat waves, wildfires, superstorms. We're in a battle for our lives. Climate change is the biggest threat to the global economy. These claims are echoed endlessly in the media. But are they true? Consider the supposed rise in superstorms, such as stronger hurricanes. What do we actually know? The annual number of hurricanes that make up landfall in the U.S. since 1900 is slightly declining, not increasing. The same is true for major hurricanes, which hit the U.S. And we see the same thing if we look at the world data for, for hurricane energy and satellite data, 1980 to 2022. It was the second lowest recorded year in 22. Did you ever hear that reported anywhere? No, because it doesn't fit dominant narrative. They have a great chart here, too, in this. It shows the deaths. Here's the deaths from climate change from 1920 to 2022. Deaths from climate change. In 1920, you had over 500,000 deaths from climate-related climate related deaths. <coughs> in 2020, there was less than 25,000. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means we've got better housing. We've got better... We're more intelligent to know where to not to not to do, put things, you know, the houses, businesses. We also know how to predict the weather better to chase people out and away from the dangers. So that kind of that kind of fits in, but not to that extent. Of from five hundred thousand down down to twenty thousand, that doesn't encompass all of that. But the fact is, the storms are less now than they were. You know, they're talking about Sydney and Melbourne and lots of the fires that they had in 2019, 2020. Believe it or not, it was one of the lowest levels of burning due to fire on record for Australia as a whole. How many, how many people heard that in the mainstream media? The huge fires in Australia. It was actually less. It was one of the lowest years on record. You know, they brought in the COVID issue when, when that COVID-19 crap came in. You know, they're doing the same thing because of a chain... You, the world's going to end. People are going to die. The whole world's going to die if you don't take this vaccine. And Pfizer snickering and making up numbers, presenting them to Congress. We got to, we got to give this, we got to give this jab to everybody, or the world's going to end. Yeah, I'm getting tired of hearing that. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting tired of hearing that. The world's not going to end, folks. Look, we got we got eight billion people in the world. Even if that population gets through, that's what Bill Gates wants anyway. Bill Gates says we got to get down to one billion people. Greta Thunberg agrees. I love Greta Thunberg. I use her. I I mock her all the time. It's it's, it's a shame she has. She's such a stupid looking person. She looks like she came from came right out of kindergarten and never and never grew up past that. That's the way she talks. I, I she's just so stupid and she tries to be smart. But she's getting paid a lot of money. Boy, I wish I could be that stupid and look smart. Maybe I should go up and start talking about climate. Hey, folks, I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to do climate change, folks. Hey, you got to do. You got. You got to send me a hundred thousand dollars right now. We're going to lose the world because of climate change. Send it right now, this minute, please, right now. I'm going to support climate change. What do you got? Hey, maybe all you want to get it. Maybe we can all of us on a podcast today. Maybe we can go out and promote climate change. Hey, we got to. We got to put electric cars on the road. But you got to send us money to do it. How stupid does that sound? That's what Pfizer and Moderna did for COVID. That's what Greta Thunberg and Bill Gates are doing for climate change. As stupid as it sounds to you and me, that's how stupid it really is, folks. But where there's money, there's going to be a, a snake oil salesman. 
we got a lot of snake oil going around out there, folks. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen. So one of the reasons it's so difficult to have a sensible conversation about climate change is that we tend to only talk about what the climate will do, not what humans will do. Sticking with the example of fires, fires are declining because human beings are intelligent enough and actively trying to suppress fires. Humans have a wonderful ability to adapt to circumstances. We should include the fact in climate conversation. How many people die as an overall result of climate change because of floods? Droughts, storms, wildfires, and extreme temperatures. In the 1920s, there was over 500,000 people. You know, now you can move. What well, I want you to look over history, folks. Think about history. Now, this is cool. I'm a kind of a history buff. I used to hate history. How many of you out there had, hated history when you were in school? Oh, man, I hated it. All I remember was 1066 AD, Battle of Hastings. That's all I can remember. What the hell the Battle of Hastings is? I have no idea. It's got something to do with the Brits and something to do with the Genghis Khan. And I don't know. I, I, I don't like history, and I should know it because history is important so you don't repeat it. All right. So, and yeah, Eric says uh, uh, Greta met Zelensky in person. You know, that's kind of interesting. It's very, it very is kind of kind of weird. Um, you know, it, it, she's been everywhere. She's done crazy crap. But anyway. So think about, think about animals and people and migrations. Over the years, as you know, the last 50,000 years, as climate change Creatures on the planet, including people in more recent times, have moved accordingly. So, you know, if the if the <laughs> if the if the ocean starts licking up your backside, get get your friggin' get your friggin' house off the ocean. The problem is now, because of the way things are, you gotta move a whole freaking city like uh, like um, what do you call it? like New York City and, and Los Angeles. And it's kind of hard to move. Yeah, Anna hated history. I hated it. Anna, I hated I hated history something terrible. I, I love it now though. I'm getting used to it. And um, it reminds me of a funny, funny story. I had to, my, 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 my sister, my dear departed sister, we, we were doing a, um, uh, they were doing like what Jeopardy, one of those shows. And they were talking about a river, you know, a river in whatever, and in what country. And, and she had gotten everyone. She was smart. She got all these things right. And she couldn't get, she couldn't answer this thing. I must've been all of eight years old. And just to my mind, for, out of nowhere, I just go, Baghdad. And, and she looks at me, my mom looks at me, they're like, yeah, right. Well, yeah. And also he comes on, on there and he goes, that's right, Baghdad, that's what it was, Baghdad. And they're all looking like, how did you know that? Why Why I knew that, I don't know. I just have to throw that in, but it's, it's kind of funny. It's a sister memory, I guess. All right. Also, as a result of human beings, ability to adapt the global cost of climate damage has dropped since 1990. The reason is in terms of GDP is because, for example, if you have twice as many houses in an area that floods, damage is going to be twice as much. This is a consequence not of climate change, but the fact that the people living in that area are much richer and also much stupider for not moving. Once we realize human beings are quite smart in terms of their ability to adapt, we can begin to see why so many of the current climate policies are so ill-conceived. Many people say they're worried about sea levels rising. That would be a real outcome of global warming, given the fact that water expands as temperatures rise. By the way, here's an interesting thing. I don't know if anybody's heard this, but or you know realizes this, but you know they always talk about sea levels rising. They're talking about oh, the glaciers are going to fall into the sea. You know, the glaciers that are that are that have the tendency to drop into the sea are the ones that are already sitting on the sea. So like the ice shelves in Antarctica. 
The entire ice shelf can drop off and melt, and it will not raise the sea level one inch. It won't matter. It won't raise it a tenth of an inch because it has the same the the weight of the of the ice on the water raises the sea level just as much as the water melting. It's the glaciers and that are on land that get sucked into the sea that are causing problems because they're not displacing water. Most of those are stuck pretty pretty firmly to the ground and are insulated by both the ground and the fact that the temperatures, even no matter how high they rise in Antarctica and Greenland, they're still going to be cold. It's still going to be very cold up there. There's going to be a lot of permafrost up there. All right, take the example of Holland, which is below sea level. It's famous for a system of dikes to keep it from being flooded. Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam, the 14th largest airport in the world. Stands on dry land that was once the site of a major naval battle. In other words, the adaptive Dutch implemented a policy that worked. Put the stuff on high ground. There are lots of current policies on the other hand that don't work. Many people, they have unrealistic expectation regarding renewable energy. This I love. In 1800, it's estimated that renewable resources, now think about this, in 1800, Renewable resources produce 94% of the world's energy in 1800. One exception was in Britain, which was beginning an industrial revolution and turning to coal for its energy. For the following two centuries, most countries transitioned away from renewables. Hey, how about that? That's pretty cool. Why? Why? Because renewables are hard to predict, difficult to harness, and produce a relatively small amount of power. You can grow trees, but what about if the trees get blight? What about if they if they don't grow that year? What about, what about, what about? Around 1970, renewable energy production worldwide bottomed out at 13 to 14%. That's down from 94% in 1800. And it remained there until 2015 or so. Most of that 13, 14% was located in poor countries that are still burning dung, cardboard, and wood to produce energy. And since then, despite all government action on climate change, all the government actions since 1970, trillions and trillions of dollars they've spent on renewable energy production. From 14%, we've only increased to 16% renewable energy since 1970. Even should every nation in the world join the effort and stand by Greta Thunberg and Bill Gates, if every nation pushed that, including China and India and other countries like Africa, we might, might be able to get to 30% renewable energy by 2050. Say, say the experts. The claim is often made that it is possible to reach 100% or net zero by 2050. That is highly unlikely, mainly because of the incredible cost and the economic damage. You see, nobody talks about the economic damage. How about buying a V8-powered Ford... Well, I don't make. I don't think. Are they making Mustang still, John? I don't know. But anyway, Ford, or how about how about a, a you know a Chevy Corvette with a with a really brilliant V8 in it for fifty or sixty thousand dollars? And you got to buy an electric car. Yes, okay, a V8 Mustang. Thank you, John. I love Mustangs. <laughs> so anyway, so you're going to buy that 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 car for forty or fifty thousand dollars at today's prices. But if you want to buy an electric version, it's 25 or 35,000 more. It hurts us. It destroys the middle class and the lower class. 
No, it's a crazy ad I saw. I think it was for a go. It was on not a key, not a um, um, one one of the yuppie cars. No, maybe either an Audi or a, it was one of them. But the car it's showing a big thing. It says base price thirty nine nine. And this was a gas car too, but then the price it's selling for now, as model as shown, sixty thousand dollars. I mean, that's twenty thousand dollars of accessories. Seven hundred and two horsepower, ninety thousand bucks. Yeah, she can get a really nice, like a Ram with a with a supercharged Hemi. Seven hundred and two horsepower, ninety thousand bucks. By that, it's an electric car. All right, I, I digress. It's according to a recent study. 20% of emission reduction by 2050 would cost each America 20% reduction. They want 100%. 20% reduction, all right? To reduce it by 20% would cost each American $75 per person per year. I think I could afford that. If they want to reduce it 20%, okay. Well, what good is 20% going to do us? That's a big question. Now, but the cost rises exponentially from there. So if you want to get a 40% reduction, so, so 60% renewable energy would cost $500 per person per year. 60% would cost $2,000 per person per year. And an 80% reduction would cost over $5,000 per person per year. I'm sorry. I'm not going for it. And even with the most draconian measures, we couldn't get to net zero by 2050. The purported aim of the Biden administration and many other Western governments, the most optimistic model suggests we might get to 95%. But to get to 95%, and you get folks, you got to listen to this one, to get to 95% by 2050 would cost more than $11,000 per person per year. $11,000. To get to 95 percent now it's going to cost more than that though because we have that's what it's going to cost to, to make that happen we're going to have to replace everything we own no more gas stoves no more no more v8 engines no more electric uh, gasoline generators we got to buy all this crap they want us to buy all this new crap just to support their 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 new world order to begin to think smartly about climate change, we've got to understand climate-related economics. There's costly damages associated with climate change, but there's also costly damage associated with climate policies. I like the way they word that, climate policies. Since we must bear the cost of these policies as well as the cost of climate change, we and our policymakers should take both into account. This is a point made by Yale University climate econo economist William Nordhaus. He argues the higher the global temperature, the greater the negative economic impact as a percentage of global GDP. For example, zero degree Fahrenheit increase in temperature, guess what, has zero impact on global GDP. So we change nothing, there's no impact. But if temperature rises by 7.4 degrees Fahrenheit per, by the year 2100, which is the worst case scenario, if we do nothing about climate change, there'll be a 4% decline in global GDP. However, 
The UN, the World Bank, and several other organizations predict that the average person in the world will be 450% as rich in 2100 as he is today, because if money's going to go up, the economy's going to go up, things are going to cost more. If we return to the argument, the cost of climate change between now and 2100, if we do nothing right now, the cost of the global climate change by 2100 will be $140 trillion. If we reduce the rise in temperature from 7.4 to 6.75 degrees, just less than a degree, the economic changes would be slightly lower, only $110 trillion. In other words, we reduce the temperature rise, the less cost we'll have to bear. That's the side of the story we always hear from the media. The warmer it gets, the worse off we are. So anything we can do to reduce global warming is better. Let's say running over a little bit here, folks. Probably another five minutes on a podcast, just let you know. But there's another side of the story, the economic cost of climate change policy. The, the cost of climate change policy with you make, make no change in policy is zero. But what happens if we're trying to reduce the temperature by one degree Fahrenheit? Even assuming that China, India, and Africa all participate in a big assumption, the realistic cost is about $20 trillion to reduce the temperature one degree. To reduce it to 5.3 degrees, that's like two degrees, would cost five times that amount, about $100 trillion. And so it goes. So we actually be, be better off doing nothing We'd all be better off, except for the people that are selling all this green energy crap. Bill Gates wouldn't be happy. Greta Thunberg wouldn't be happy. I'm sure they're all making money off this crap. Smart changes. Smart changes are difficult because you have to actually think about them. People don't want to think about this sort of stuff. So anyway, folks, we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. I'm, I I get so frustrated. You know, the doc says your blood pressure's up a little bit, dude. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna stay that way. Don't give me any medication for it. It won't help. Get rid of my podcast. and my blood pressure won't go up. <laughs> so, but anyway, we're 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 gonna hold off for the next time. And uh, thank you, Marilyn. And uh, yes, Fourth of July is coming up next Tuesday. Uh, that'll be fun. I have off. Um, and uh, this weekend, we have a, a great thing at our library. We're going to be doing a, a one of my one of my writers has put on an event every year. Um, and we're going to all the authors are going to be there. So that's going to be really cool. And I'm going to be starting to promote my uh, my, my uh, fair show. My, the the um, uh, We have the authors at the Bloomsburg Fair. So start planning, folks. The end of the last week in September, no matter where you are in this world, Grab a plane, grab a train, bring your car. Great fair in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Every year at the end of the, it's the end of September, beginning of October. This year is the last week of September. If you want to meet the podcast host tonight, you can make a trip up there. It's absolutely one for lots of great stuff. And by the way, for John and, and Anna, um, Bill, uh, I can't remember his last name, for Bill of old, Bill's old bike bar. Really great little antique, uh, or not antique, a little, really great little museum that was built around by a single person. Bill, boy, I can't remember his name. It's right in Bloomsburg, though, right near Bloomsburg. Has added some rooms to his uh, uh, his uh, uh, great museum. It is really wonderful. Absolutely the most interesting thing. It was originally a, a bike museum, like motorcycles and stuff. But really, really, yeah, John, you got to come up, John, because they, they added a whole new thing up there. It's huge. Uh, really, really, yeah, 
yeah, Bill's old bike barn, Route 11. But the museum is, uh, yeah, Bill's old bike barn is what it's called. I forget the guy's name, Bill. I can't remember his last name. But anyway, it's worth a trip up. You come, if you decide you want to come from out of state, come up here. The housing, uh, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The hotels are cheap. Um, the, the, the fair is great. And the, and the bike barn will be open. Lots of, lots of, yeah, really fun. Um, and yet our Berwick hotel from, from where I live was, a was transported or part of it was transported there. And it's really, really cool. Lots of great stuff up in this part. Lots of great hiking, camping, fishing rivers, make a vacation of and stop by and see, and see your host if you like. Anyway, that's my pitch for the night for one of the greatest events in Pennsylvania. One of the biggest fairs in the entire union of every state in the, in the country, one of the biggest fairs, big agricultural fair. With that, folks, have a great fourth. See everybody next week. Please do stop by. Uh, same time, same place. Bring your friends. And for those who might have missed uh, the beginning, this will be published in about an, an hour. It'll be up on online if you want to see the listen to the beginning of it. Okay, great crowd tonight. Thanks for those I didn't acknowledge that are on board. We've got over 14 listening right now, which is that's the live uh, uh, ones. So I uh, really appreciate the, the support. Um, have a great weekend, and we will see you folks next. Thanks again uh, from Politically Incorrect. Good night. God bless everybody. See you next week.